Apple reported a monster quarter with record revenue and earnings. It's all thanks to AirPods. Stay tuned for your daily charge. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Charge. It's Wednesday, January 29th. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. I'm Scott Stein. And here are today's headlines. The knock on Apple is that it's no longer innovative and its phones have gotten boring. A year ago, the company's stock was slumping and its sales in China were down. Well, guess what? Since then, the stock doubled and people are buying more of those boring quote-unquote, iPhones. Scott, what do you make of all this? Well, I mean, the iPhone 11 got less expensive compared to the 10R, and I think that just became, you know, a little more practical. But, I mean, I think it's not just the iPhone. As we know, it's like the AirPods and and the watches and also like the, the lower-cost Apple watches, things like the, the Series 3. Um, it's it's all that collected stuff. So let's, let's start with yeah. the iPhone, though. Yeah. You reviewed the latest iPhone. I did. It was it was a little cheaper. It's like fifty dollars cheaper. It's still seven hundred dollars. So it's not like uh, an impulse buy or anything like that. But from your impressions, did you think it was more polished? Did you think it was a little bit better? Is there something about the phone that you think really incited a lot of people to buy it this time around? Well, I think battery life. I think that that uh, that made an impact for people. Uh, the idea that battery life would be better and we get over that hump. And when reviews were showing that, I think that. Uh, I mean, camera always matters, but, you know, I always think that the changes are pretty incremental, but it seems like, you know, uh, this generation around things like that wide angle, things like the night vision mattered, but I am pretty surprised. It's, it's kind of surprising to me. Right. I'm totally you know, surprised. I was, I, was watching that pres- surprised I was watching that presentation in September yeah. when they first revealed it and it seemed like a snooze to me. Yeah. So seeing, and granted, this is just one quarter. This is just one quarter and a lot can happen over the course of a year, but record revenue and profits. That's exactly what we used to say about Apple. Just basically like clockwork. Every single quarter, they just kept doing better and better. And uh, what was it? The iPhone 6 when they came out, they they blew the doors off. Like they absolutely crushed it. So it does kind of feel like they're getting their mojo back, foreshadowing. Yeah. (laughs) More on that to come. Right. Uh, Yeah. It is surprising to me too. And I don't really have anything really concrete to say about that because it feels like they're continuing the same path that they're always been doing, which is like the slow and steady. In, yeah. yeah. In, incremental, interesting, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, more obvious, sometimes more in the weeds updates each year. And we're and not doing, and we're not doing a foldable. Year. We're not doing a foldable. No we're foldable, not doing 5G. No 5G stuff. We've, we've been no on this designs. show multiple times saying, hey, this is getting a little stale. This is getting yeah. pretty dusty. Apparently people are pretty comfortable with what their expectation is. If anything, Apple is really good at giving you a product that works, that you know how it is, and maybe not changing it up that much makes sense. I'm, I'm Frankly, I am a little surprised, but hey, it's the a, numbers are the numbers. It's been a very practical product, but it's also funny because in the last year, iOS 13 had a lot of bugs going on. So uh, we're at 12 to, to 13, I feel like we've had the, all these little incremental updates, people talking about things that have been a little wonky about it. So I... It's just interesting because then when that all shakes out, you're like, oh, yeah, everything seemed to be just <laughs> hey, we're, fine. We're, it's OK. But uh, I do think there's something to be said for the consistency, the consistency in the product line because I look at like the 5G stuff. OK, but particularly the foldable stuff, it's it, it, regardless of whether you want to buy one, it's also the price is so high. So oh, I think totally. people are so price sensitive that like you got to get those prices down more. So particularly for an Apple, oh you don't want God. a more expensive I don't want a more expensive iPhone. We're only less expensive. And there's like the talk about whether they'll do the iPhone 9 or the SE2 in the spring to go against like 
a Pixel 4a or these other more affordable phones, like that's the direction that needs to happen for Apple. So like, don't look, I wouldn't look like up the ramp. I want to look to like, I, I totally agree. Down Obviously from a consumer perspective, I totally agree. We have a lot to cover. So let's keep moving. Um, the Mac and the iPad. Revenue is down in both of those lines. So yeah. all is not well in Apple world. It's worth mentioning that. So what, what are your thoughts about that? Do you kind of feel like, um, you know, the iPad really is still facing challenging times? What, what do you think that they can do about that? It was a weird year for that stubble. First of all, like, there was no iPad, new iPad Pro last year. And the new iPad, the iPads that came out were these iterative like iPad mini and then the, you know, a newer version of the base iPad. And they still haven't resolved the, the difference between the iPads and the rest of the Mac line, which like, you know, Microsoft's done a while ago exploring Surface and things like that. So we've been waiting for that. Apple's just taking its time with that. You, you know, some people think that's fine. Other people really think that's not OK. I get really annoyed at all the ways that the iPad is not uh, my full everyday machine. Yeah. Not to say that it can't do a lot of other things on a daily basis. But then you have to use it in connection with another device you have lying around. Yeah. So and you're paying a lot of money for that. Yeah. So, like you know, at $300 for an iPad. OK. But like then, you know, you get into iPad Pro territory where you want that to do everything. So I still feel like that needs to be resolved. And then for the Macs, it's like, you know, the keyboards, the, the like they had something perfect Ugh. with the air a long time ago. And now you, there's just like all these different versions, I feel like. And then. People have issues about one or the other, and I've never liked the touch bar. So, like, I just feel like it all needs to be kind of redesigned. Make it familiar. Similar, right. similar to the iPhone. Put touch in there. Get rid of the touch bar. So, con- let's converge let's get the to iPad. It. Yeah. So, this is, this is the sweet spot spe- specifically for this quarter was wearable and services. And when we talk about services, that includes the App Store, Apple Music, Apple Pay, iCloud. For wearables, it looked like the bell of the ball was very specifically AirPods. I want to call out a Bernstein analyst because Apple doesn't provide this information. A Bernstein analyst predicted AirPods generated about $6 billion in revenue for Apple in 2019, nearly double the 2018 level. I mean, like, are there you you look at wearables a lot? Are yeah. there any other wearables that come even close to the AirPods? Why do you think they're so popular? Where where did this come from? I remember wearing them and having an awkward look on my face in 2016. <laughs> how far how far things have changed? Uh, I mean, well, first of all, they're headphones, so like it's a very practical market. So there, there's always an interest in that stuff, but it really spiked in and and you know drove it forward. Um, but I think it starts from there because. A lot of times you think, well, what am I going to do with blank or am I going to use it? And like you'll use headphones, especially if you can slide them in your pocket easily. So I think that are already like made them really functional and really interesting. I, and for they people. work. And I they have work. AirPods too. They're I was super functional. I was resistant to AirPods for a long time because I had all these other headphones lying yeah. around that I got every single time I bought a new Apple phone. And, um, you know, I eventually just bucked and decided to spend the, what is it? $130 for the yeah. original AirPods. And I use them all the time now. They well, are, it, it, it really fits a very basic function. This is the Apple promises is that if you buy the product, you're going to be spending more money on it, but it works and you don't have to like bother with all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. It, it did a really good job of like Bluetooth stuff is annoying, but it, it, it doesn't perfect all of it, but it really smooths over a lot of that stuff to make it the least annoying version of that. Right. Um, so, and that's like, that's what you need to like pick it over plugging something in. Plus like the disappearance of the headphone jack or, you know, like 
trying to figure out whether you want the lightning or the dongle. And then you just go, I'm going to get the AirPods yeah. and it, it, it connects to that. And it's, it's sort of like, it's not far off from a, from a really expensive battery case expe- accessory type of thing. It's upwards of that. It's a hundred, you know, you're on one sixty range. I, I was surprised at how many uh, AirPods pro it's expensive, I've a lot seen. To spend. People, yeah. people have been, you know, buying the pros and have you noticed people uh, upgrading to the pros? Because that would actually be I've seen a lot even of more money in Apple. I've seen pocket. people in the city wearing them, you know, the, I've seen the pros, but New York city is a, its own story, That's you true. know, um, but it, it's like an AirPod city. Uh, it's it like really everywhere. Is. Yeah. yeah. So we, like, what does it mean to see like a New Jersey commuter wearing them? That's a different, uh, that's a subset. But I, I also think like there's something about the price of that. Like it lines up with the price of what the iPod used to be. Like mm. it's like accessory. I always think like accessory prices, like what will you buy as an add on? And the watch has been getting in that zone too. Like Apple watch getting to one ninety nine. That's like the that's like the Amazon Echo price. Like the, it's like the uh, price, not exactly, but I hear what you're saying. Is, but is that Echo was like one ninety nine? It gets closer to right. being a useful add on, a useful accessory, where it's not super cheap. But was, yeah, for Apple, like, it is less expensive. I feel like for me, like two hundred or less is the part where I go like that's a lot of money, but like I could maybe spontaneously think about going for something. But more for just for me, but like getting to more than that gets into like its own device, its own like commitment. So I don't know. I, I, maybe it's something of that. Like they found some, some zone because the Apple watch at like $400 is its own consideration. Like mm. that's a lot of money. Okay. So but, like you creep down to like 199 or eventually go to less to compete with like Fitbits and others. I feel like that series three is what people are really interested in the watch, like in the, in the I, bigger I, I, scale. Good sweet people want to own the other one, but like that's the price you'd want to pay for it for the daily charge. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. And I'm Scott Stein. Thanks for joining us. 